Welcome to episode 150 of Inside the Cage. 150 episodes, mate, eh? 150. Century and a half, mate, that's fucking mental, isn't it? Seems like a bit of a milestone, to be fair. Nah, it's, it's up there, mate. Every 50 kind of episodes is quite a big deal, do you know what I mean? I would say definitely that's your... That's a milestone you always want to have. Yeah. So, no, yeah. man, it's been a long time in the making. That's yeah, true. How are you, good? Fucking shattered, mate, but all good, eh? One of these weeks you're going to say you're good, mate, and everyone's going to be like, oh my god, Mark's actually good. No, I'm good, I'm just fucking tired. We can be good and tired at the same fucking time. Mm, true. After that fucking weekend, they fucking won, I'm on. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, the wife's not doing, no doing that again. One day's yeah. enough, no two parties. I don't need two parties, that's fucking hard work. It seemed like a lot, but hey ho. She wants to do it, so that's what it is. No things happen. Auntie, it'll be exactly the same next year, my man. No, the two said to be fair that two days was too much now. Was that that's probably the last one? We just did one big day in the garden or something like that, and a Saturday and that'll be it. And whoever wants to come around can come around and send it. I'll come later. Yeah, the night time when all the rains fuck off. Aye. No, that would be the case. But preferably before the wee man goes to his bed, so any time at like perfect. Aye, if you want to come about five o'clock and something like that, just after he's done, he's happy, he's a bit giggly for an hour or so, and then, right, pat wee man, get on the drink, get on the socks. Get on the swally, as they say, mate, aye. You never done it at the weekend, did you, so? No, true. Anyway. Yeah, true. Anyway, aye, let's crack on, man. They don't, they don't tune in to listen to us talk shite, so. Well, they do, but not about each other. They talk like this talk shit about MMA. So, um, right, follow the usual pattern as always, guys. Um, we will look back at uh, Saturday, Dos Anjos versus Fiziev, and then look forward to this weekend. Um, there's only really UFC on. There is an LFA. Um, I don't even know what that is. Um, but there's literally um, just UFC, so that's all we're going to look at. If we've got a wee five minutes, we might jump back an extra week and talk about even the two champs from 276. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe do that in between if we get time. We'll see. But we'll crack on with Saturday first and the UFC fight night Dos Anjos versus Fiziev from. Apex, boo, I'm getting sick of it now. We'll talk about that in a wee minute. Um, headlined by the Battle of the Raphaels, it was called, which is, I mean, really fucking original, but hey. Um, that's that's grass with straws, isn't it, for a fucking... That is. A bit of aggro between them. That is. <laughs> the, the Battle of the Raphaels, oh, really? Wow. Um, aye, I mean, you know, I talked, this card um, wasn't sensational I don't think um, on paper and even in reality it wasn't the broadest. Um I know we shouldn't complain it's MMA it's UFC we get it a lot but sometimes it just every so often there's just a card that just falls a little bit flat and sadly I think this was one of them yeah I 100% agree mate um, there was definitely a, a lot of flat spots in this there was only maybe one or two kind of high moments the rest were a bit Meh, I don't. I did really didn't help with, with six decisions on it. That's that was a tough, tough one, wasn't it? It was a few six decisions, but every one of them was an absolute barnstormer, and they just kind of put the other one away. There was three or four in there that, my, um, aye, they were they were tough watches. Some of them, man, honestly, they really well. It was it was it was tough. Like it wasn't as if it was like decisions. Are, listen, I'm all for decisions, mate. At the end of the day, decisions mean it's good matchmaking. That's what it means. But only if. You know, it's a decent fight, or one of them's a decent performance. Two guys or two girls can, you know, fight a decision that's just a wee bit meh. Nah. Like, I mean, the the co-main and the one before it, right? They were both a bit. I mean, they were all. Braulio Petrosian or Petrosian was a decent fight, but it was just a wee bit. I don't know. I felt as if it was lacking something for me. I don't know what it was. Aye, definitely, mate. There was, a, as I said, there's a few fights on the car like that. There was, I watched the Chenko case and I felt that was lacking a wee bit of something. Um, as you said, Nagamedov, Andrade, and Baral Perchusayan definitely just lacked something. There was just something missing. Maybe, 
maybe these are the kind of fights that maybe have the big moments within those kind of fights. Maybe if the crowd was there, it would urge the fighters on to go on and produce yeah. better performances and do better things. And maybe yeah. maybe points during these fights were just kind of coasting. They just kind of went, right, I'm just doing enough to win the fight. Why would why bother risking anything else? You know, it's funny you say that because a lot of it probably could come down to the fact that it was an apex and the apex was quiet because it was very the card as a whole was kind of flat. There was no much energy, and I think that comes from the crowd. Okay, there was a bit of noise and excitement when Johnson dropped Malarkey at the end of the first round. Uh, sorry, the other way about when Malarkey dropped Johnson at the end of the first round, there was a wee bit of fucking hell. But other than that, it felt like the whole night was just a wee bit flat, mate. To be honest, it took um, me back. Definitely took me back to the COVID times. It, it took uh, me back to feeling like fuck's sake, we in COVID again or something. That seems a bit fucking depressing, if I'm honest. Aye, because although there's like, I think, was it 2,000 they can see in the Apex? It's like something like that. They've got like 2,000 in there. I don't even think it's as much as that. I thought it was. I thought somebody said it was like 2,000 they could fit in. Maybe I'm talking rubbish, but I don't know. I just, the whole thing was a wee bit flat. There was moments. Um, I know I know you didn't watch. Like, okay, well, I suppose we talk about, we could talk about the main event. We'll talk about the main event first, and then we can do like special mentions that matter, because we're not going to read, we're not going to go through it all, because I just can't, mate. I no, it's, it's too depressing um, to talk about most of it. So here's, here's my question for you, right? After four rounds, how did you score that? Extremely difficultly. Hmm. It's close, wasn't it? Mate, there wasn't a lot in it. There really was, there. Um, I think... Obviously, RDA was obviously looking for a takedown and stuff like that, but for yeah, defence was really, really good, man. It was absolutely spot on. Um, I think it was obviously one towards the end of the fourth one, not just before the end of the fourth round finished. You got the final, he finally got a takedown. Um, the fizzy was fizzy, his hands are absolutely lightning, and he was hitting RDA with some absolute beauties. And um, some of the kicks as well were absolutely class. Um, but you could say that RDA maybe had some of the control at times against the side of the cage. So, and I wouldn't have said that Fizzy was doing a lot of damage to RDA with his strikes either. So, it was, I thought it was, it was a tough fight to judge to be honest um, I'm kind of glad someone got a finish in the end to be honest um, I'm glad to see it I'd imagine Fizzy would have went on and won it I think just his strikes and his you know, volume of strikes would have won him in the fight in the end to be honest on point yeah. but um, aye, it, was a, it was a tough fight mate it was to be honest I didn't really enjoy it too much either to be honest as much as I thought Fizzy F was decent and he showed a bit of class and how good his takedown defence was at the time because to do that to RDA for about three and a half rounds is pretty special man That's, RDA probably would take most lightweights down with yeah. ease to be honest so to do that against RDA was, was really it was class man it showed that wee bit of, wee bit of quality he's got and yeah um, what about yourself did you actually score it Oh, I had I had Fiziev up three one, so like it wouldn't have mattered what happened in the fifth for me. I just felt as Fiziev was busier, he hit harder, it was much more it seemed much more significant. Ah, you could say, you know, against the cage, but every time I looked against the cage, it changed like that, mate. It changed every two seconds. Like both of them had, I would have said probably control time if you were to look at it. I'd imagine um, would be very very similar in number because I think they both had very little control time as it was, but. You know, they, they, they had enough in the fight like to kind of say they both did. And fuck, um, maybe not then. Could, and the RDA had six minutes of control time and Fiziev had three. Even then, that's not that far apart, really. It's not. It's still far apart. But I don't know, mate. I just I thought Fiziev looked more comfortable in there. Um, I, I think it was a great fight. I don't think Fiziev is going to get anywhere near where he thinks he's going to get near. I think on that evidence, I think if you want to be a top five, top six guy, basically everybody above that RDA, you have to put on a better performance against somebody like RDA. Um, I just don't see him. I think if he comes up against a guy like Makachev or Gaethje, Gaethje will take his head off. I'm sorry, but he's a good fighter, but I just don't see... I don't see it, mate. Um, I mean, listen, he's he's one of four guys to have now finished RDA. RDA's been finished four times in, what, was that, 40, 45 fights? That's yeah. nuts, mate. So like, he's in a very exclusive club. He's obviously decent at it. He's, he's no, he's very good at it. I just don't. On that evidence, I don't see anybody in the top six of those lightweight rankings going. Fuck, here comes Rafa. You know what I mean? Whereas you look, if you're Gaethje, Poirier, and Oliveira, you're looking over your shoulder going, "Fuck, here comes Islam." You know, you're shitting yourself because he's an animal. I don't see the same fear from Rafael. If you get me. 
I think, I think, weirdly, I was on a physio and I was thinking about Pori and I thought they actually had very similar styles. I, I really like times. I know physio is obviously a lot kicker, kickier. Is that the right? He usually kicks a lot more, but I looked at the two and went, oh, for fuck's sake, I think they're very similar looking. Um, a lot I, faster. What? Fiziev's a lot faster. Yeah, I think I think the likes of Pori, Gaethje, Chandler against Fiziev, I think would be absolutely superb fights. Yeah. Um, I think there could be bit, there could be wars. Um, I think it's it's tough to say Fiziev's got a chin. Obviously, he's only lost one fight. I think that was a decision, was it not? No, he got knocked out by Mustaev fucking three years ago. Yep. Um, I can't even remember that spinning back kick. So you obviously there's got to be some force in that. So. You don't. You must have a decent chin as well. So fighting against Poirier, Gaethje, and Chandler, they kind of fights, I think would be superb. Um, but again, he's shown he's a good takedown defense. So Darius and Makachev, I'm all right, Makachev's a level above for his fucking takedowns. Man, that's fucking sensational. But yeah. he could shows that he can still handle RDA. For me, is without doubt a kind of top five, top six kind of gatekeeper. Without, ah, that's yeah. his level. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near a title anytime soon. So to even beat RDA, get into that conversation straight away, because that's what it does when you beat RDA. You beat RDA, you're talking titles now. No, I agree. I just don't. I just don't see enough in him to trouble these guys ahead of us. I'm saying. I'm saying he was more than good enough to beat RDA, as you say, gatekeeper. We love the term. We absolutely adore the term, and we use it a lot. And it's something we're keen on. And I still think it's an actual thing. It really should be an actual thing. You don't get in the top five unless you beat RDA or something like that, you know. But I just don't, I honestly don't see anybody in that top five being that worried about Rafa. That's my point. I just, I don't know what it is, mate. I, I've never been sold on Fizier from the start. And I, I don't really, I can't really give you any reason as to why. I just never really have. No, I was a wee bit of that myself. Um, I'll kind of agree with you. I definitely was that myself. I did kind of think there was always kind of something missing, um, which is weird considering the guys. All right, he lost his first fight, but he's now six in a row in the UFC. He's finished yeah. three of their fights. Yeah. He's went decisions with, let's be honest, Bobby Green, who was a bit, I think at the time Bobby Green was on a bit of a tear at that point, wasn't he? He went yeah. back and done a good run and stuff like that. And he's beat Mike Cano, who obviously, all right, RDA just destroyed Mike Cano, but. It was still a good one, stuff like that. Beat Brad Riddell, obviously he beat by Jalen Turner last week. So he's beaten good levels of guys. He's not taking any easy fights, even when you look at the, the level of the guys he's been fighting. Yeah. Um, well, as I said, I think it'd be, I think the fights against Poirier, Gaethje and Chandler would be sensational. Um, yeah. I think it'd be class fights. I think they'd be absolute wars. Makachev, even though he's de- de- he, he's takedown defence is brilliant, I think Makachev would run over the top of him. Darius, Darius could be an interesting fight because... Darius isn't just a standard kind of takedown type guy. He doesn't just run at you like Makachev does, so that could be interesting. So that's the one I want to see. What's that? That's what. That's the that's the fight I want to see. Well, I still want to see Darius Makachev. That's the fight I want to see. That's the fight I believe we should have. Well, I mean, if Charlie Boy, Charlie Olives decides he's he's going to fight McGregor, and UFC make that happen, then Makachev Darius is the only other fight to make there. There is somebody, well, we'll obviously not talk about Oliveira because that's been talked about this last week, but we've kind of ran over the top. We've obviously missed last week. There is an offender for Oliveira for me. I'd love to yeah. see him fight. Yeah. Um, we'll maybe get one of that if we go to 276 um, later on, but that's maybe the fight for me because I still want to see Makachev Darius. That's the fight we have to have to decide who's fighting for the lightweight title for me. Makachev yeah. still hasn't beaten him. No. He's still fourth in the world, but he's still no fucking beating MD. Um yeah. beating Darius for me would be a massive statement and it would be brilliant. Um so for me that is the fight we've got to make in there. Fiziev all depends. Obviously they're all chasing let's be honest, they're chasing McGregor because they just want fucking money and an easy fight in him because McGregor's look, he's twelfth in the world now, he's fuck, he's he's falling faster than fucking anything I've ever seen in my life. He, he, sh- he shouldn't even be in the rankings. No, mate, there's a couple of guys in there that to be honest. No offence to Dan Hooker, but if could do obviously featherweight and you've been beaten by a guy in there, maybe you should drop it the lightweight rankings there. McGregor shouldn't be in there. Ferguson shouldn't be in there. There's a few guys definitely who must be kind of kicking about going, where the fuck am I in the rankings and these wankers are? Do you know what I mean? A couple of guys who are not fucking happy. But, yeah, we need to wait and see what happens. We need to see how this division will play out. I think there's definitely two or three interesting fights in there for Fiziev, but again, the problem is, 
I actually think, as much as maybe Fiziev might be a wee bit of an easier fight, there's nothing to it. There's no, oh, I'm going to go and fight Fiziev, make it a big fight, it'll look good on paper, I can make a lot of money from it. Nobody wants to take the Fiziev fight. I think there's too much to risk and nothing to gain from taking Fiziev. Ah, he's too low down. He's too low down. He needs to fight. He does need to fight somebody else, mate, 100%. But... He'll jump up to seventh, won't he, straight away? So you're, he's... Yeah. And there's no... Maybe Chandler's the fight you make, then. Fred Chandler or want McGregor. Chandler or want Poirier. Or want Gaethje. Chandler fucking was talking about fucking Oliveira fucking couple of months back. Yeah. Again, getting the rematch. So, mate, it's a weird division. The fact that Conor McGregor's in this division always means that two or three guys are looking for that money fight. Looking to fight him just so they can make a few quid. And yeah. it just kind of fucks the division up, to be honest. Because it's a division which is sensationally stacked. Like, absolutely sensationally stacked full of fighters, and we just can't seem to get fucking anything going at the moment. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um, I'll see. We'll see. It's a brilliant division, so hopefully it'll fucking sort itself out. Fucking Charlie Boy will get his belt back and we'll fucking move on for there. Yeah. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to... Also, before I shout him out, he has... Like we like nicknames, right? We love Touchy Feely. We love uh, Fluffy Hernandez, right? We love all these these names, right? But this guy has possibly the most. I don't know how to. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know what I'm trying to say in my head, but I don't know the word. The most accurate nickname ever. The Vanilla Gorilla. He looks like a gorilla, and he is very vanilla. Shout out <laughs> to fucking Chase Sherman, mate. Fifty fucking G's. 50 G's, like six months ago, mate, he was gone, he was cut, he was out, finished, kaput. <laughs> He's just won 50 G's, man. It's absolutely sensational. Honestly, I'm at all sports, man. Honestly, I don't know where you were going with that there. So where the fuck's he going with us? Oh, um, I love to throw a wee spanner that works with you, mate, and I loved it. I just couldn't help it, mate. See, when I see they won the 50 Gs, I was like, wow, man, absolutely superb. But, fair, as you say, look, fair play to Jay Sermon. This guy was, he was gone, mate, he was gone. This is basically his third stint in the UFC, even though he had that kind of, because he got chucked, and then two days later he was fighting again. You're like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. Um. So... Like he beat he beat Vander. I think I told Kimmy wrong. I think it, it was weird because I thought Chase Sherman started well and then he got into the fight and then all of a sudden Vander started getting better in the second round and yeah. I thought it was easy pizza going into the third round and it wouldn't surprise me if we're looking at one each in that third round. And to yeah. be honest, I thought it was only one winner after that. I thought Vander was going to go on and win it. So for Chase Sherman to do that, fucking fair play, man. Like he's one of the nicest fucking guys I think in MMA. He's fucking brilliant. He's so. So down to earth, man. I think he knows he's not exactly the best, but he is what he is, and he'll fucking just go on with it. Um, I know he said in a interview afterwards he's got to go away and work on some things to come back and be better and better. But no offence, if you've had six years in the UFC and you've not got any better. No. He's, he's one of these guys who... Aye, he's too silly, man. Fair play to man. Just, 50k. You've got to get chucked and now you're fucking get 50k in the bank, so enjoy it. I genuinely thought it was like a Chase Sherman retirement party almost, mate, to be honest, but you know what, it was... Um... Well, to be honest, I think whoever loses, that whoever lost that fight, that might have been their last fight in the UFC again. I still think maybe Van Der Arme get chucked, because I think his record's fucking something stupid. Is it 12-9? and nine? Yeah, he's, he's lost... I mean, he's, he's fought six times in the UFC and lost five. Like, bye-bye, Van Der Arme. No offence, big man, but aye, bye-bye. The fact there was a lot of guys on this card with fucking weird uh, records, yeah. extremely weird records. So it was a bit fucking. It was a strange card. Anyway, back to where we were. Where were we? Chase Sherman. Well, we're, we're done with Chase Sherman. Give me hit me with an name, one. I, I hit you with Chase Sherman. Give me. Let's talk about somebody who you want to talk about. I don't want to talk about somebody. I want to talk about two guys and the fucking war they put on. You're talking oh. about PGs, man. So. We've got to go there. Jimmy Larkey versus Michael Johnson. Fucking well done. You two literally, I think, saved this card at one point. So here's a question then. You know I love to throw it in and say, how did you score it? How did you score that? I, I, I'm surprised Johnson never won. Yes. Correct answer. Good boy. Very surprised. 
I was surprised um, Johnson never won. I don't know, obviously. It was quite clear who won the second or third round. The second round was clearly Malarkey. Third round was probably Johnson, just for a bigger, more powerful shot. First round, probably was Johnson up until that point. And then, obviously, he got the knockdown. And then, all of a sudden, Malarkey got the fucking knockdown coming back. And I just wondered, maybe the two judges who gave it to Malarkey probably maybe had their their decision process a wee bit kind of... It's funny because... Aye, because it was right at the end. And I was thinking that myself, mate. I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, up until the not the first knockdown, if you had to, if you had a gun in my head and I had to pick, I was probably edging Malarkey a little bit, right? But only like literally by a ball here, mate. Like literally. Like one significant strike was enough to, to swing, right? And then I felt as if the Johnson knockdown of Malarkey was very significant. Whereas I feel like the Malarkey knockdown of Johnson almost felt kind of like Soft, not soft. He knocked him down. He did, but I felt as if Malarkey was could have potentially been out and been finished at that point. Whereas I didn't think Johnson could have been. I felt as if Johnson carried it quite well. But I mean, oh, mate, it was a tough one. I definitely had um, round two Malarkey, round three Johnson. I think everybody did. It's just that first round. Personally, I thought Johnson won it, um, but it wasn't horrendous. No, mate. I- like it wasn't, it wasn't one of those ones where you could call it a, a robbery or anything like that. I'm no. saying it wasn't a robbery. Um, it was a tough one to call on how basically the first three minutes and then the knockdown a piece type thing. It kind of just made it difficult to call, mate. It made it difficult to probably make a decision for the judges. They've they've probably went with the first three minutes were closed. John's got the knockdown, Malarkey got the knockdown. So it's kind of maybe see how you see the first few minutes and how things started. As you say, you maybe went, you you said yourself, maybe Malarkey won the first kind of three four minutes before the knockdown. So maybe that's the way they've seen it and yeah. kind of tie each other up. Do you know what I mean? So, um. Aye, well, it was, it, was a, it was a close fight, but it was a tremendous fight, mate. It was absolutely superb. Even the second and third round, as much as, don't get me wrong, Malarkey, I thought, pummeled Johnson in the second round. Yeah. Um, Because yeah. He, he built on that confidence of the knockdown towards the end of the first round. But for Johnson to come back in the third round, use all his experience, happened with bigger, more he, powerful shots, which is because... He them up, man. Yeah. That's what got the, the win. That's what got him that round in the end, was the bigger, more powerful shots. And yeah. Look, Fair play to both guys. Feel a bit for Michael Johnson. He's obviously what twenty one and eighteen or something. Again, he's somebody where twenty and eighteen, an incredibly weird record, obviously. But you look at the guys Michael Johnson's fought, man. He's he's one of these guys who could he literally takes a fight against anyone. He could do it in the Hall of Fame just because of some of the fights he's been involved in and some of the things he's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, fair play to him because some of the fighters he's fought are fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he's literally fought. Everyone at some point, um, so I fair play to him, but he's a bio legend, mate. Definitely is, man. Um, but look, you look at the paper, it's a good one for Jamie Malarkey. It's a good name to have in your resume. Every day at some point, really has to beat Michael Johnson if you're going to go on and do something. Let's be honest, he's like a top 15 gatekeeper, isn't he? Michael Johnson, uh, almost because he was in an Angus at one point, obviously, a long time ago, and then eventually fell out. And he's just kind of been bobbing along, getting beat by the good prospects, but we can keeping the bad prospects kind of away type thing. So, uh, he's always one of the fighters, and it doesn't always like I slow down anytime soon, put it that way. No, no. Um, Kennedy and Zetuko. I'll be a bit surprised to him, my man. Very, very, very impressed, mate. Like, I the, the game plan was brilliant. fucking sensational. It was an, yeah. an incredibly good game plan that he had and the way he fucking did it. Um, I don't think he was, like, I don't, I don't always hate dissing fighters, man. So no, we're not, but I don't think he was fighting much. But I think, you know, we used to talk about fighters, I can't remember who it is, we used to always talk about guys being stuck in between two weight classes and being built for something else. That's the most 195 fighter you will ever see in your whole life is Carol Robertson. He's too big to fight at middle, and he's too wee to fight at light. It's like he's he's literally the the most perfect one nine five um, fighter in the world. Um, but I thought Enzetuku looked amazing. He was he was superb, mate. Um, he was absolutely class. I said that the the plan he had with eight takedowns was absolutely superb, man. It was really brilliant. I was surprised myself, but I agree with you. I've said with Robertson, he's a one nine five every day of the week. He's a cruiserweight division or something for him. Aye. Cruiserweight division, absolutely, mate. It's uh, it's just it was just one of these fights. I felt as if like um, I was quite impressed with Kennedy's like control and stuff like that, and just the fact that he was 
his grappling in that was sensational and trying to do fights, uh, sorry, submissions and try and finish the fight and stuff. I thought it was actually watching him like working to try and finish a fight with submission. Okay, he chased that rear naked far too much, but um, I don't know. I just thought it was a much improved Kennedy and Zichu from what I'd seen previously, mate. That's do, all. Do you know the thing I was? He looked like an MMA fighter. I he did. He looked very well rounded to me. Okay, chasing chasing the rear naked was a bit amateurish. Yeah, he was chasing that far too much, as you say. Um, but like he showed improvements, hundred percent. Like he's six foot five, fighting at two o five. He's a massive guy. Like I looked at him and went, these these two should not be in the same division. There's no way they're the same division. That's what I'm saying. There was a noticeable size difference, and I don't mean height. I just mean everything. Yeah, his arms, his legs, his torso, everything about him was noticeably huge compared to your man uh, Robertson. Ah, it was ridiculous, mate. Um, but no, fair play, Kerry. I think he's been beating his last three as well, hasn't he? So yeah, uh, two, two. Um, that on that on young. And uh, Nick Nigramu to come back, get that one the way he did. No, fair play about Kennedy, man. Honestly, impressed. I was impressed. I've got to say. Your turn, MDLs. We want to move on. Um, David and Amma thought it was a really good finish. I thought he looked really, really good. Obviously, he was an again a standing kind of opponent against Garrett Armfield, who is I take it he's not a featherweight. I think he's a bantamweight who just kind of stepped in last minute. Uh, he's a bantamweight, aye. Aye. Um, so he could tell that 100%. The size difference with an armor, especially the side of the octagon, he was just fucking throwing armfield about like a fucking wet tracking man. Honestly, it was fucking ridiculous. Considering the fact that an armor fought uh, Mason Jones at lightweight. Aye. Like, that, that, that was like fucking a guy thrown away in a bit. Honestly, it was ridiculous. Um, I kind of felt a wee bit for armfield. You get your UFC debut and you get fucking hit with David Anama, who... Ragdolls you. Basically, aye. Mate, Anama's a, a talent, mate. Like, I think the Mason Jones, the Mason Jones thing from, I think he was just, I think Jones was just too big. Um, Anama isn't a lightweight. We know he's a, he's, he's a featherweight now in UFC. I know he's fought lightweight before, but, um, he, he's, he seems to be naturally more a featherweight, and I think it suits him a bit better. I thought he looked really, really, really good, really smooth, really clinical. Armfield didn't really get a chance to do much, and I was quite impressed by him, to be honest. I thought Anama looked brilliant. I was impressed with Anama when he fought Jones. was gutted for him because obviously he wanted Jones to win, obviously, but um, yeah, it was he looked, looked classier. Definitely. He's looked, as you say, even on the loss to Mason Jones, he still looked good. That, so that's three fights in our own UFC, and he's looked good in every single fight he's fought in, so um, aye, fair play to David and Armour as well, man. Really, really good. Anything else? Or are you quite content? I'd say a lot of it was difficult to talk about. It wasn't internet set the fire. Like, I liked Kakramonov, but I told you not to watch that because you would not enjoy watching him dry humping Ronnie Lawrence for 15 minutes. No. That's pretty much what happened. I didn't watch that at all. I'd had to go watch back that in the fight past and I could have been bored because you told me about it before I even watched it and I went, no, no ball. Put it as we right. Um, total strikes thrown by Ronnie Lawrence, 34. That's quite a lot if he spent most of it in his back. Total strikes thrown by Kakramanov, 156. Pounded. Takedowns for Kakramanov, 10 of 16. Yeah. Now you get why I told you not to bother, eh? Yeah, 100%, mate, honestly. Just a quick one, obviously. What? I said... 12 minutes and 19 seconds of control time in a 15 minute fight. That's fucking mental. That's, that's mental. Yeah, sorry, mate. I just thought I'd get that in there anyway. What you got? The, the two guys came for Dana White's contender series. Yes. Both get pumped. Yeah, both get pumped. Um, well, Gore get pumped in his debut by um, another guy from. Is he not in the final? He wasn't supposed to be in the final, but he, was it Brian Battle or something, member? Aye, because the battle no fight Tursios in the After- UFC. Aye. I'm sure it was after that. I can't remember. Well, it was a weird one. So you say Gore was supposed to be in the final when it wasn't, then Battle fought Tercios in the final, and then. No, no, no. no, no. It was supposed to be Battle versus Tercios, and Tercios got injured. And then Gore um, fought in the final. And Gore fought in the final, I'm sure. Um, instead. I'm sure that's what it was, mate, to be honest. Um, and Gore got pumped by Battle. Um, aye, because Tercios is no fought either of them, so aye, that would make sense. Aye, right, cool. Yeah. 
Aye, but I just, I just thought, is that kind of my bet? Is the, the, the quality of the stand-up coming out of the Dana White Contender Series? You're, you're, you're thinking it's the Contender Series. You're looking for guys who are maybe going to go on and do something. I know he's probably still young guys, especially Tusser. I think he's still quite young, isn't he? They were the ultimate fighter. They're no, D, they're no DWCS. Aye, sorry. Aye, sorry. I meant the ultimate fighter. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I was yeah. in the fucking term. I know. Um, I don't know. The Ultimate Fighter is a weird one, mate, because I, I don't know how it works with Ultimate Fighter. I don't know what level they're at. I don't know if it's essentially the same thing, um, the same level as such. I guess it probably is. I don't know, mate. Some guys come through and they're great, and some guys come through and they're maybe not so good. It just, I think the the, the problem I think you've got with uh, the Contender Series is much better, because I think it's a one-off fight. You get a one-off chance, really, to get a contract. You go out, you spark the guy inside 15 seconds, and then it goes, there you go, there's a four-fight contract. Son... Whereas in the Ultimate Fighter, you've got three or four fights, three rounds, four rounds. You, you can probably scrape through a couple. You know, I mean, you might not have your, all your best game. You could you could decision them all right to the win. And, you know, you're maybe not setting the feather light, the, sorry, the heather light, mate. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, whereas on the DWCS, the whole point is Dana's there. He's looking for something different. So if you go out and smash the guy, you know, I don't know, mate. I don't know what the answer is. I was just wondering, because I, I, I wonder if the quality is really there coming through and that kind of, that's kind of standard of that competition type thing. And maybe if you're going to get a standard of competition or can handle a fighter through it, maybe it just isn't good enough. Yeah. Sounds stupid to say, as much as it's a programme that's making you money, you're going to continue to do it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right, shall we move on? We never done more about Apex, did we? But we'll just leave that. Well... But that kind of, I mean, it's just it's just flat, mate. As we said at the start, it's just flat. They need to be in front of crowds. You look at London, you look at Austin, you look at where were the other week there? They were in somewhere else the other week there. Was Vegas last week? In Vegas last week Vegas, was really, really good, man. Uh, it's just it's nuts, mate. It needs to be in front of fans, mate. It absolutely has to be. Um, this week coming, obviously, is on Long Island. Then the week after that, you've got London. London. Um, after that, I think it's two, two seven six, two seven seven, which I presume will be Vegas. I don't know where that is actually, to be honest. Um, it's just one of these. I don't know. I, I felt as if I feel now as if right, we've done the apex. We've hit. We've done our time. Let's get back out. Maybe it's just a case they can and get arenas or maybe it's just a hassle. I don't know, but we need to get back out in front of the fans, mate, because Apex is just flat. Flat as anything, mate. No, 100% agree. I definitely need the fans back. I think it just isn't the same. You don't get the reaction off the fighters. You don't get the, the reaction when somebody maybe sparks somebody and puts some down. Can you imagine the reaction in that malarkey fucking Johnson fight if Obviously, Johnson not doing malarkey, the fucking massive roll, and then all of a sudden, Marker gets back up and sparks fucking Johnson out and puts him down again. It just, it would have been fucking epic, mate. Honestly, the crowd would have been going fucking bananas. It would have, um, it would have, two knockdowns in the one round for each guy, or the one knockdown for each guy. I mean, the, the place would have been going absolutely nuts, mate. Nuts. 100%, mate. Definitely about these arenas as soon as possible. Well, that links us very much nicely into this weekend because this weekend we are returning to an arena. I couldn't tell you how long it's been since they've been in Long Island. Um, I don't know if they've ever been in Long Island because I think Long Island's just built this brand new arena. So, Well, it, repl- it replaced something else, did it not? I know, but I don't know if it was a big enough arena previously for it. I could be wrong. I could be talking utter bull, but... It was the, Na- the, Nasa- the Nassau, wasn't it? Oh, because that would have been uh, where Islanders played. Ah, it's, it's the New Islanders, so they've def- they must have definitely been in the Nassau at one point, I'd imagine. Aye, it hosted the UFC in 2017, at least. Oh, so, um, it's been it's been there before, um, and recently-ish, but it's good to just get back out on the road, get to thing me. I think we should start a new feature. I think we should, ra- I think we should rate the posters. They're getting actually better, I thought, for a wee while. They were getting a bit shit again. Um, they were that's, getting a bit kind of fucking that, somebody doing a fucking computer with a Microsoft Word or something like that. Word art, I know. That's a, that's a class poster. Well, actually, the one I seen was, was it 277 looks fucking class as well. I've not seen that one. I have a look at it. How we gander? Even one for London's decent as well, mate. Obviously, Blades Aspinall. I was going to say Tilha Manson. It's not obviously Tilha Manson. I, 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 did, I did see 277. It's quite good, man. I, I do quite like that. Um, it's quite smart the way they're like piled on top of each other. Yeah, I, I thought like that was quite good. Uh, but Blades Aspinall's got one massive problem, though. Big Union Jack right across <laughs> Yep. 
shouldn't really say that seeing as we're kind of involved like you know we're Brit- we are technically British and we are British MMA fans but wow no it's just too much yeah that's, that's a bit too much anyway anyway um, UFC, um, UFC also this weekend coming back to ABC on free I think it's free to air telly in America which is pretty yeah, good yeah why not it's a fucking like stupid I know. I know I know um, so it's the third time they've done ABC um, which is pretty good. It means it's free, so you might get more fans in. And what a card to do, man! I'm sorry, right? I I've been drooling over this card all day, man. It's literally stacked from head to toe. There's you scroll down. I think the first fight I come to that I'm like not even that bothered about is probably Aljo Burns because I'm just a wee bit like nah, nah. I mean it's all right. Uh, Murphy Tate maybe, but they're both kind of legends, so there's a wee bit of interest there. But the rest of it is ridiculous, mate. Like, <laughs> mate, the fact that Shane Burgos versus Charles Zordan is on free telly is disgusting. It's, I would have said to you earlier before we started, I said to Mark before we started, I said, you stick the two title fights we had two weeks ago on the top of this card and drop the first two fights, that's a pay-per-view card, 100%. There's enough star names on that to carry that. Telling you, mate, that's it's it's legit insane, insane. Mate, I, I, I think I, I think I, I think I underestimated it when I first did a quick look at it, and then the more I looked at it, you go, for fuck's sake, right? Fair enough, I absolute fucking beauty, and they've done this really well. There's some absolutely class, class fights on it. I say Shane Burgos is just the fucking fight of the night contender every fucking year, aren't he? So, yeah. um, 100%. There's so much good stuff. I agree with. You. I think the next fight, Bill Aljo, Herbert Burns, still a Belkery fight, I think. For me, I'm away doing a Jessica Penn, fucking Emily Ducoult, which is the fucking first fight of the night. Do you know what I mean? That's how far down the card I am before I'm going, nah. Um, it's just, I mean, even even daft things like Jacoby versus Young. I mean, Young's on a pure tear. He's a couple of good wins. Jacoby, he's always hard to beat. Even, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I can't go over this. Ricky Simon versus Jack Shore, man. The fact that that's on the prelims is, is nuts, man. The quality of fighter on this card is is scary, mate. And I know it's it sounds like I'm pure fan girl, like fanboying, right? But I actually am. This is this is why I love the sports. When you get a card like this that isn't a pay per view, okay, it's not technically free for us. You need a BT Sport, but like. I wish, I wish like you could like send a memo to all like sports fans and all. So just give it a go, like watch Aye, it. It looks like it could be one of these cards that if you've got any mates so or maybe no arsed with that, I'm not really bored or backside with it. It doesn't really take their fancy. Just say, look, go watch this Saturday, tune in seven o'clock on BT Sport live at seven p.m. in the UK. Go and give that main card a chance. Even if you don't watch the pre-lance before it, at least go watch the main card and you will not be fucking disappointed looking at this card, mate. Um, it's, it's a tremendous card. It's been so well put together. Um, I think the only thing that was disappointing me, I thought I'd go look at the UFC website there just to see if the, the run-through was correct, it was the right thingies. I think Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan should go out by that first fight on the card, on the main card. I think if you put... New York, I think it's Jim Burgess is New York in as well. So you put him on first on that main card, you get the arena good fucking mental, you know it's going to be an absolute fucking war. And I think the atmosphere would just carry right through the main card from there because I think it'll be fucking mental. Um, well, uh, are you saying that's what the order is? Burgos on first? No, Murphy's on first. Murphy takes on first, whereas I think Burgos, Jordan should be on first. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Like... Tate's got the name. Misha takes a name. Aye, but it's more like you put on a fight. The first fight in the main card maybe should be something a bit softer. Then you get the crowd going after that. I don't know. There's no real rhyme or reason to it. I mean, either way, Burgos is your dance going to be class. Like, I haven't even mentioned half the fight. Mate, Michelle Watterson, Amanda Lemos. Like, it's just even I I I know Matt Schnell's record doesn't look as good on paper now, but see that fight with Sumad man. Honestly, it's 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 insane. The whole thing's just. I cannot wait, and the fact it's on so early is just amazing. Yeah, what, what a fucking time to put a fight card on. What a time to put such a good fight card on, man. So those are first three it's or four man. Brits on it, and they're Europeans, you go, right, I can understand why they're doing it for our market, maybe, but obviously because it's on ABC, they're like, right, we'll get it fucking on early doors. And yeah. 
show off. I don't know if there's maybe some other sporting event on America on Saturday night. Maybe the reason is just to get a wee bit on earlier than that. I'm not sure, but I'm not complaining in any way, shape or form because it's a sensational card. We've not even got in the main event. We've not even mentioned the two guys' names in the main event. Yeah. Oh, we're coming to that, mate. That's we're how fucking to that. good this is, man. Even Zhang Liang versus Salikov, she's an absolute fucking beauty. And all Yang, uh, Zhang Liang just got absolutely fucking tortured by fucking um, what's his face? Um, the madman. The fucking... Yeah, Rachmanov. No, it wasn't it. It was Stingy, wasn't it? Or Chimaev. Chimaev. Um, I couldn't think of his fucking name there. I don't know why. I know he got absolutely kind of ragdolled there, but I think first he's him versus Salikov, she's a cracking fight. Suriano versus Liam Gunn. I'm going to go with Dalcha because I can't fucking see his second name. Somebody's going to get knocked the fuck out there. Um, yeah. It's definitely somebody, Jacoby versus Darren Young, is going to get fucking knocked out as well, mate. And Dwight Grant, Dustin Stolfus, somebody's getting fucking put out there as well. There's no doubt in my mind this card probably get more fights on it than last weekend's card is, and it'll, could be, it'll be a fucking lot shorter I think, than last weekend's card was. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Maybe worth, a wee, maybe, worth a wee, maybe worth a wee treble, son. Yeah, I'm going to have a wee look at that, actually. I'm going to have a wee bet. Um, remember, whatever you're willing to put on yourself, double it, gear of cash, good for it. The problem is, but it's not necessarily... You could pick the method of knockout or the method of victory, but who do you pick? Because literally three fights I just mentioned could go fucking either way. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Obviously, headlined by Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez... Um, I I I I don't know what to say, mate. Like you know, you know, I'm a massive Ortega fan. He was one of the first guys in my club, in my fighter club, mate. He was one of the, him and Gus were like the first two guys in my club, mate. And I've always loved Ortega. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was gutted when he smashed Zombie because I I love Zombie. I love Yaya Rodriguez. It was hard to pick, but watching. Zombie like win that fight for 15 minutes and then that like absolutely insane elbow. So this is not. Obviously I'm going to be in Ortega's corner for this like absolutely, but it's just a nuts fight, man. It's very two contrasting styles as well. Well, you say that I um, I think definitely the original styles of both fighters is totally contrasting. It's definitely the jiu-jitsu versus the fucking um, the striker. But if you look at how good. How sensational Brian Ortega was against Zombie. Yeah. You, you, obviously, that's the fighter these two guys have got in common. Obviously, they both fought Holloway as well. They were both beaten by Holloway quite convincingly. But they both fought Zombie. And when you look at both fights against Zombie, the sensational nature of both fights and the absolute wars they both are, if this is not an absolute war on Saturday night and it's not an absolute fight of the year contender, I'll be fucking shocked. Because I think Brian Ortega's fallen in love with his hands a wee bit. He's that kind of jiu-jitsu wrestler type thing that's just falling in love with his hands. He's getting better and better at it. Because his striking was sensational against Zombie. Absolutely off the chain, man. Um, and it was such a good victory to go and put back in there against and against Volkanovski in our title fight, do you know what I mean? So, um, I don't talk about that. Mate, you look at it, Brian Ortega's lost two fights in his career. Both of them were title fights. I know, I know. He's fought arguably the two best featherweights that ever will be like yeah. these two guys are sensational and obviously Volkanovski put a statement on it last week against Holloway so mate, I, I, it's amazing and uh, yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, you just never know what you're going to get him you're going to get some fucking mental at some point some fucking back heel fucking kick to the heat or some stupid fucking thing that just doesn't make any sense to make on but somehow it's it only, fucking finishes the fight he's only 29 years old who Rodriguez it's like Holloway, Max Holloway's 30. The actual fuck is wrong with the world? <laughs> What's Ortega you get? Much? He's 31. Ortega's the oldest out of three of them. I know. You wouldn't have thought it, mate. Like, it's nuts. It's nuts, man. I cannot wait, mate. I can't, I can't talk about it enough. I love it. I love the fight. I, I just, I cannot wait. I think I'm actually getting out on Saturday night, which makes me really, really sad. Obviously, I'm kind of glad because it'd be nice to get with the missus and have a few pints and that, but I'm also kind of devastated because this is on at like fucking seven o'clock at night, you know what I mean? Oh, but... Pick your winner now. Ortega. I'd agree. Ortega. I think he'll, he'll be able to stand by Rodriguez on the feet, and if he needs to change it up a bit, he'll obviously have that fucking bit of jetsu and stuff there if he needs it. Yeah. 
I think I agree with you. I think he'll be able to stand with Rodriguez, but for whatever reason, if Rodriguez gets an upper hand in the striking, because as you say, you don't know what you're going to get from Rodriguez. Rodriguez could come out and put on an absolute boxing clinic. The problem is, if that happens, Ortega's going to grab a hold of him and choke the fuck at him. So, um, not that I'm saying Rodriguez, he's taking on the fence isn't good, obviously it is, but I just I think Ortega's got too much all round here to be him. Um, will it finish? I don't think so. I actually think this will go the full 25, if I'm honest. Um, I, I think it could be a late finish. I honestly think it could be a late finish. Uh, maybe a late finish. I don't see like a first round KO or a second round KO, to be honest, unless Yair throws something pure freak and catches Ortega, because we do know Ortega's, Ortega's chin isn't the best. I know he took an absolute beating off Holloway, but Holloway isn't a knockout artist, and neither is Volk. That's why they pieced him up. But a wee bit of power, you've seen Ortega wobble before, so mm, I don't know. But no, Ortega for me, mate, absolutely. I, I don't have any doubt. He's, uh, he has, he's, a better, he's a better mixed martial artist straight away, I think that's what you've got to say. Um, but, as you say, depending on how the fight goes, depending on how things go, I could see it being three or four rounds of absolutely class, and then Ortega goes, back and, oh, something, fuck it, I'm going to finish this, and somehow jump his back and just backpack him and just fucking choke him out or something. Something stupid like that. Um, but, mate, it's love- going to be fucking epic. It's going to be a fight of the year contender without doubt. There could be a couple of fight of the year contenders on this, to be honest. So, can't wait not, We've not seen a... We've not seen a patented Brian Ortega guillotine since 2017. That's what I'd like to see. I'd love to see him just show that jiu-jitsu again. Because um, yeah. his jiu-jitsu is fucking... So good at it. Yeah. So good at it, man. Absolutely Elite. sensational. So, Elite um, level, mate. good to see, Do you know, he was, yeah. do you know he, was, he was taught by... Um, I'm sure it was Renner. Another guy that's got the school. Yeah. University guy. I'm sure... Um, I'm sure he's a Renner, he's a Renner Gracie boy. Aye, uh, yes. aye. Aye, you trained with Renner Gracie? Yeah, he's got a first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Renner Gracie. There's literally no much better than that. There's only like a couple of Gracies that are probably, you would be like, fuck, that's a bit more prestigious than Renner. Do you know what I mean? There's not many people you would want to have a black belt off of other than Renner, uh, Renner Gracie, do you know what I mean? Sensational, mate. He's just a sensational fighter, man. Brilliant. Can't wait for Saturday. And the Matthews is out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, boys' night. Well, he'll be, he'll be in his fucking pit by the time this starts, hopefully. So. Nah, prelims, mate. Get him involved. He might like it. You never know. Maybe I might stick on. I don't know if he would do it. He wanted his fucking Encanto or Toy Story or something. Just play the soundtrack over it, mate. He'll know no the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a fucking... bit of Bruno over the top. I fucking... Two guys not on to each other. That could be a shout. Um, do you want to look back at last uh, 276 or do you want to just move on? Quite two comments on it for me. Do you have any news? I've got best pieces if you really want that. I understand. We'll do, we'll do um, 276 first. I know you, you're big on you know both those guys and big on like especially Izzy so we'll start there. What like what was your what was your overriding opinion of Adesanya last week or a couple of weeks ago? Well, Adesanya was decent. He wasn't brilliant by any stretch of imagination. Um he definitely needs somebody, I think he misses that thing of somebody opening up. I think people just want to survive against Adesanya now. Um, yeah. I never felt at any point like Anania was really going to come out and try and take his head off, which was the only way that he was probably going to win the fight. Yeah. Um, and I think that disappointed me. But look, Anania obviously thought he had a better plan that could work, and for me it didn't happen. Um, I think that's probably... I think as he's getting a lot of... A lot of shit, a wee bit of shite, to be honest, regarding it, because they never finished him, um, and because he's not been finishing fights recently. Vittori, Wecker, New Cannoneer. Sometimes you need these guys to open up. And he is, let's be honest, he's a counter-striker. He's never been a, I'm going to run over the top here with strikes and punches and kicks. He's a counter-striker, that's what he's always been. If a guy doesn't open up, he's not going to be able to finish people. No. But he does what he does, and he takes everything apart. There's not many people that he's... He's a difficult puzzle to solve, and people like, you know, you want to go in and smash him, um, but you're going to smash him, he'll smash you. So it's difficult. I don't know. I just, I feel like, it's, I don't think he deserves the bad press, but I think if you want to be this big, dominant, exciting champion, if his fighting style matched his mouth, then he would be, like, sensational, mate. Like, people would, like, react to him and, you know, want to, you know, interact with him and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know, man. I really don't. I it's... feel like I, I feel like he needs to do. It sounds stupid saying he's to improve, but if that a totally different way of styles, he needs to do what kind of Usman did. I mean, Usman 
was bored, not boring, boring is probably not the right word, but he was always lacking something. Maybe he was going too many decisions, and all of a sudden he went out and fucking was uh, it was his first Masvidal's first knockout winner. Mm, thanks, so. Aye, the way he out Masvidal, and I feel like maybe as he needs just something there just to kind of. But here, mate, who knows? It'll be interesting. Um, see how we go. See who's next fight is. Obviously, I'd imagine that'll be Alex Pereira, and he will open up against Izzy. And if anybody's yeah. watched that second kickboxing match, I know it for the first two and a half, two and a half rounds. Yeah. And fucking Adesanya was schooling Pereira until that fucking juki we left out that he's got. So, um, aye, that'll be a brilliant fight because I think we'll finally see the Izzy we've not seen for a few fights because Pereira will come out and Pereira will go. I think I can fucking stand with you and we'll wait and see what happens. Alexander Volkanovsky, was that a definitive, this is now the end of that chapter, job done, book closed, signed the book, away it goes in the fucking cupboard? 100%. The Max Holloway fucking Volkanovsky story has been fucking terminated. It is complete. It is totally, it has had the world's biggest stamp fucking put on its face. Here's an interesting thought for you, right? It's weird to think that two guys fighting for a belt, right? But both of their next moves is up a weight class. Yes, arguably. When, 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 is, when has that ever happened, mate? When has that ever been a thing? Like, the guy who loses, you would normally say, like, I mean, like, um, you just, like, it's, it seems like a right thing to do for Max when we try something different, but it's also probably that's because it's the only thing left for Volk to do. Yeah, at the moment... I agree with you, Volk has to go up. I think that's, obviously, kind of, we touched on it earlier on, Volk versus Olivera's party fight. I want to see one five five just because I want Makachev versus Dariush. And it yeah. kind of plays in nicely. It's fucking built and lovely, that wee scenario. Yeah. Olivera, that's one of the times you no one really to fight for me for that vacant belt. That's probably why he's talking about McGregor. But for me, the Volkanovski fight's a fight. It's a mega fight. That's arguably... Part for Usman, that's probably our two best pound for pound fighters on the planet. And when are you ever going to get a chance to put the two best pound, arguably two of the best three pound for pound fighters in the world in the same fight? All if of it really happens. All of you, I could technically fight them both. Well, I'd love, I'd love to see them do something stupid. Like, well, right, we'll make the, we'll make, what, what would they have to do? They need to make the fight of 145 and put both belts in the line. They've done that in boxing before. They fight the lower weight class and then mm-hmm. they can put both belts on the fucking line. I don't think they'll do that in yes. No, they wouldn't, but that would be fucking tremendous. It'd be a fucking massive, let's fucking go. But, um, aye, done a percent. Volkanov's going to say he's got to probably go to 155. There's definitely a few guys probably put 145, though, so I don't think... As he said himself, he's going to keep it busy and he's going to keep doing things. But a wee break from 145, jump out of 155, see if he can win that belt and go from there. And let's say Holloway, you'd imagine that's his road at 145 done. But if he's going to fight 155, he's got to kind of maybe do, obviously not as severe, the way John Jones has went from light heavyweight to heavyweight, the way he's looking. But he's got to go and put on some serious muscle mass. He can't yeah. just not lose weight for the 155 fights. He's got to do it properly. Um, but again, I don't think... Do I think he could win a title 155? I don't think so. I, I feel yeah. Max... Well, Max, no. Um, he's obviously had a couple of fights at 155 recently. Obviously, Poirier one, I can't remember. I'm sure there was another one at some point. Um, can't remember. Was there another one? I'm sure there was. I can't remember if I'm right or wrong there, but... Um, so he def- if he's got to step up he needs to put the muscle mass on properly he needs to do it the right way um, and then go up and just again see what happens go and have a few fights and go and enjoy things and just fucking fight because everybody loves watching him fight he's a headliner he'll always be a headliner and maybe one day if Volkanovski lose that belt to somebody he can maybe step back down to 145 if he really wants to do that if he can I don't know I don't know I'll be interested to see what Max does because he has a bit of Alice in now I think I don't know what's yes what the definitive next step is for Max Holloway. It's definitely not fighting Volkanovski, that's for sure. No, we'll not see that fight ever again, I wouldn't have thought. Ah, don't, can't see it. Alrighty, you have me with your news then before we wrap this up? Um, few bits and pieces, few fight announcements in the last week. Um, so main card for September 17th has been announced. I know it's fucking miles away, but I had a wee look at it there and I thought, this is worth a fucking talking. Sandhagen versus Song Yadong. Chikadze versus Yusef, 
Andrew Canny versus Gregory Rodriguez, Touchy Feely versus Lando Venata, um, Marina Moroz versus Sahara Eubanks isn't it a bad fight? Tanner Bosa versus Rodrigo Nascimento. I think it's a bit about a card as well, mate. I think that's a cracking main card. Wait, they're all on one card. That's the main card for September 17th. Man, it's a shame we're busy that night, eh, son? Yes, very true. I'll need to find a toilet somewhere. <laughs> you can just cut the road, you can't. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks. I'll take that permission and use it. <laughs> Um, I think Jakazi Yusuf's not so cool, man. And then obviously Santagin versus Song Yadong will be the, the main event for that card. So a couple of cracking fights to for that card. Um, well, so we got Mackenzie Dern versus Yan Nan, headline October 1st. Um, again, cracking fight. Um, two fighters will probably kind of need to fight each other a wee bit in that division for a look at things. So, um, yeah. A oh, good fight, well made. And um, also we're talking. Oh, sorry. Um, UFC two eighty one is that Dubai? Uh, 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 yes. Yeah. Aye, so that's October twenty second in Dubai. Um, first announced fight is Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady, which is an absolute beauty. I think that's possibly something we spoke about. I think it may have been. Making that fight, uh, I think there was a couple of options for Sean Brady there because they've been also was it right man off as other option, not right aye. aye. No, Chimaev was it not? No, the other the Kazakhstani guy. Hey, Rachmanov. Was it Rachmanov? Too many of them now. I can mixed up between half of them. Um, I think that was all fight we thought about for Sean Brady, but well, that's a builder. Bill has very Sean Brady should be a good one. Um, what else have we got? Paris. Mhm. There's some interesting stuff been announced for Paris. Um, Nozardine Imavov versus Joaquin Butler, which should be a fucking cracker in Paris. Um, there's some absolute beauty fights, man, been announced for us. Um, Angie Hill, Peter Gutierrez should be a fucking good one as well. But that's October 15, sorry. Um, we've also got what announced at the weekend, Jessica Andrade versus Manon Fury. Well, Fiora was supposed to fight uh, Chikagin. Well, she's now fighting Jessica Andrade. Aye, so withdrew. Yeah. setting up to one two five. So again, that should be a good fight as well. Um, I really like Florio. Um, you know who I like to see her fighting in, to be honest, but we'll wait and see if that ever happens. Okay, so um, no but No, true. Um Darren Tull is out of UFC London, which is a big disappointment. I know we won't be able to watch it live. But I think having his name on it and having the crowd and all the other scousers that are going to be on that card and having the, let's be honest, the head honcho scouser on that card and a bit fucking epic. Um, bit of a weird step in. Um, Chris Curtis to fight her, Manson. Um, Very random, mate. So random. They must have been absolutely desperate for somebody in Chris Curtis. Went, aye, I'll fucking do it. So um, aye, he'll now fight Jack Hermanson at UFC London. A um, couple of non-UFC stuff. Um, Max Rofskopf was obviously the UFC guy who he was the one that was he ran it quit wasn't he aye let us go are you what bringing it up poor guy well I'm just I was going to say fair play to him he's worked these wee bags obviously a couple of really good ones in Cage Warriors and he's just signed with Bellator so fair play to Max Rofskopf because he wasn't a bad fighter he just put up poor night Hey, he, just get, he just get hammered, mate. Aye. Um, so, 7-1 is a pro. I mean, he fought, he lost to Austin Hubbard, who's a very good fighter. Um, so, but fair play to him, he's now joined Bellator, so that's a fucking brilliant move for him. So, well done. Um, obviously, Phyllis Herrig, obviously retired for MMA fucking, what, two weeks ago? Signed with Bare Knuckle Boxing, or Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, whatever. I don't know. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, really? So, aye, but obviously there's a few a few ex-UFC in there, Paige Van Zandt, Bet Rollins, stuff like that, so no doubt there'll be a few fights for I Pish. I know, I agree with you, but I just thought we'd bring that up. Um, and we were talking about this kind of privately, and how one championship would kind of die down a bit, and we've not really seen much, I heard of much championship. Yep. We've just announced the full card for one one sixty on August 26th. Um, so... 
Uk Rayun will look to solidify himself as the lightweight champion against Christian Lee. Um, that card will be in Singapore, but that's a good fucking main event as well. So we know how good Christian Lee is, we know how good Yun is as well, mate. So that should be crackers. A few good Yuns, Tan Lee versus Dan Kang on that. Um, there's a few good fights on that as well, man. So um, there's a couple oh. of tie fights on it here as well. But um, nah, man, it looks good. It looks a decent wee card so far. I think there's a championship next weekend as well, actually. Uh, next weekend, next Friday, aye. So, but no, some decent stuff on it. So I look forward to that. It's good to have one back, I feel, and been away for a long time. Yeah. How are you? Right, thank you for that, Mark. Um, hey guys, thanks for listening. What? I don't have the idea how we've done that, but that was another. There we go. Um, Thanks, as always, to you guys for listening. We do appreciate it. Um, Get us on the social medias, at Inside Cage MMA, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you listen on Spotify, give us that wee five-star ranking. It would be very much appreciated. Um, Enjoy the insane card this weekend. Have a good week, and we'll catch you next time.